There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 57 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 5 of season 2 of The Magicians. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Again, amazing tweeting with everybody. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you cast and crew because they were like on point this week. I know that's such a like goofy thing to say, I guess, but they were killing me. Talking oh, yes, about everything, and, and they were all doing it this this week, so it was amazing. Yes, it was. The writers, the writers' room, directors, executive producers, everybody and their dog was tweeting. Right? And Arjun was actually saying that, he's like, okay, guys, don't be mad. I'm not going to tweet East Coast this time because he was taking his mom out for her birthday dinner. Right. So I don't think anyone's too upset that, no. you know. He was taking care of his mom. Exactly. It was nice. But amazing show. Amazing writers. Thank you guys so much. Like I said. And Steve, why don't you hit us with the ratings news? All right. Episode 5 had a 0.41 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.844 million viewers for a 13th overall ranking for the evening in cable shows. Now, the live plus seven days for episode three, Divine Elimination, tied for 13th and adults 18 to 49 total gain, going from a 0.3 to a 0.7 for an increase of 133%. Wow. And it tied for 10th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain. Those yes, are so nice our gains. numbers are fantastic for this show. And I saw something... Today, from the predictor that had both the magicians and the expanse as safe bets to be renewed right now. Oh my as of gosh. right now. So, I, five I episodes so in, some of them, some people are saying, yeah, we're getting in season three. Well, of course, we talk about the expanse too, and that is just totally ramped up. Yeah. So, we'll talk about that when we get to expanse, but right now, it's all magicians, baby. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. So, Episode 5, Cheat Day. Well, first of all, this is not part of the explanation, but when I think Cheat Day, I'm thinking, okay, you're going to have some chocolate cake, some ice cream. <laughs> they have a very different definition on the magician, so. Absolutely. Yeah. So Quentin adjusts to his new life. Penny seeks help from an unexpected source. Elliot and Margot contend with the dangers of ruling. Julia and Katie discover another consequence of Reynard's attack. I don't even know where to start because this one was like crazy. Yes, it was. And let's start with Julia and Katie. Okay. Now, we see them trying to 
discover what this girl did 40 years ago by going through old newspapers. Which I thought that was a really interesting way to go because uh, I believe it was Julia that said it would take some big power. So we'd have to see some kind of thing happening around us. Right. So, okay, that's a good idea. But do we know that it was actually taking place in New York is my question. Exactly. We don't know that it happened in New York. Hmm. We don't know where it happened. It could have been overseas somewhere. It could so have been on could... Australia. They'll never figure it out. Right. The needle in a haystack. And where in today's world do you get newspapers from 40 years ago? Right. You go to the library and look it up on microfiche. <laughs> and a lot of people probably have no idea what we're talking about right there. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's that building that has books that you don't buy. But no, I, I remember having to do this looking at, oh God, now I really sound old. Yeah. Looking for old information when I was doing like history projects. You know, exactly. For school. And yes. you have to go through all the papers and it was weird. But somehow they got actual old papers. I don't yeah. understand where they got those from. Because that does not exist in the real world. No, nobody archives <laughs> old newspapers anymore. <laughs> that you can just take home and write all over. Right. I mean, at least Some make it look awful, like, yeah. massive magic. I guess so. I don't know. But I while feel... we're doing, while they're going through this, yes, Julia gets up, runs to the kitchen sink, and tosses her cookies. Yeah, I could have done without the actual vomit. That was kind of gross, but it was realistic. Yeah. No doubt about that. But again, could have done without. I could have just had the heaving and Katie looking like, ugh. I'd have been fine with that. Right. Yeah, there's some things I'm just not too great with. And we find out that your prediction, in fact, about episode two is correct, oh. and Julia is pregnant. And I'm really sorry for Julia. Yeah. Because, obviously, you know, we've discussed this, and the way that sci-fi did it last season with the rape, that's not something that anybody should have to deal with. And just... The fact that, oh my gosh, this is happening, and we don't know the time frame here. I know you and I have talked about it, but I mean, if it was just a few days, she shouldn't be having any side effects like this. Well, not side effects, right. morning sickness, whatever. <laughs> I haven't had a child. I'm quite not quite <laughs> sure of the terminology here. But it just seems like, okay, are we supposed to be fast-forwarding where this is like a month or so, or two months down the line, or... Are all of these things happening because it could be this magical godlike baby? Yeah, a demigod. Yeah, thank you. Where who knows what's going to happen? Exactly. I mean, do you have any kind of idea for the time frame we're at? Yeah, because that happened probably what midway season one. Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably been a month or two since then. Okay. See, I wasn't quite sure. Right. And here, I'm going to throw this at you. You ready? <laughs> okay. When the Beast was looking to take away her shade, and I am saying that in air quotes. Right. Could it be more than just her anger that he was talking about? Could he have known she was pregnant, and it would have been taking away the pregnancy? Ooh. Wouldn't that have been an interesting twist? Just throwing that out there. I'll take off my yeah, tinfoil hat. I don't know. That's a darn good question, because we find out 
that the white lady can't bring Alice back to life. Right. But so could the beast have gotten rid of the pregnancy? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting thought, that's for sure. These are the randomness. <laughs> this is the random. <laughs> I can't even talk. This is the stuff that's in my head. Right. <laughs> but of course, Julia just completely loses it. Well, uh, she can't, can't get away from this. No, you can't blame her. And they actually found a way to make her sympathetic, as much as people were not liking her up until this point. Right. Well, I mean, seriously, I, I know we were feeling really sorry for her, but then the attitude changed, and that's why everybody's mad, because she screwed stuff up, and now Alice is gone. And Right. I don't know if even now, with all of us knowing what we know, if Quentin were to find out, if Quentin would be too super sympathetic. Because in his frame of mind right now, I agree. So who knows what's going to happen? Okay. So but you were the ju- the bond between Katie and Julia. It's gotten very strong. Yes, and it gets even stronger in this edit episode because Katie tells Julia about her having an abortion. Yeah, because you know it's it's not something to be taken lightly, but it is something that everybody has to deal with in their you know, on their own. Right. In their own mind. Because it doesn't matter if you have the support of everybody around you. It's still you when you have to look at yourself and figure out what's going to be best. Right. Now, obviously, because of everything that's happening, Julia does not want this baby. You no. Know, because we don't know what if it's a different way to kind of bring... Oh, my gosh. Now, now I'm really going to go crazy here. <laughs> what if it's a way to Amen. bring... Renard fully back where he is not taking over anybody else's bodies and right. he is somehow like reborn into this baby. Mm-hmm. Now I'm creeping myself out. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a very strong possibility because of what happens. Yes. Okay. Now I was tweeting about a couple different things. Julie ends up going to a clinic, talks to the doctor, and the doctor's like, oh, there's a waiting list. Well, first, the kind of, I'm kind of like, Kind of fishy. What the heck's up with no, that? No, 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 no. Not at all. Really? Not at all, yes. Okay. But then she's like, okay, we can do this. Okay, she comes back, and then the nurse is like, oh, your name, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, you don't have an appointment. Because she deletes it. I'm like, what is that shit? Yeah. I'm sorry, right there. At first, I was thinking it was going to end up being somebody who, you know, is just very like, much against, you know, anybody having an abortion. And so she right. was working there and trying to, like, so live. Yeah, trying to <laughs> things around but then she just called and i was kind of surprised because then you know she's like call the doctor she calls the doctor and she's like yeah she said she has an appointment there's nothing here so i was like she's not even calling anybody (laughs) but then the doctor's like tells her to come in so i'm like that was kind of weird so when she does go back there and katie doesn't go with her which again i'm kind of surprised because i thought she pretty much just want katie there for moral support right but unfortunately you can't have, unlike a birth, you're not allowed a visitor in your uh, abortion. Yeah, I, I don't know how that whole thing goes. But I felt like the writers, by the way, were handling this very well. Absolutely. That it wasn't making light of anything. Nope. But they were doing what they had to in regards to the scene because it turns out that the nurse in the front was perhaps being affected by either Reynard or the baby. Right. And then 
a lot of people were tweeting that they thought that was actually Reynard in that body, which would have been interesting. But then, you know, pop back to the scene where Julia's back there and the doctor's like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. And then the doctor goes to start and she keeps dropping the instrument. Right. And she's just like, oh, sorry, just, you know, some cobwebs this morning. And then next thing you know, she picks up, I don't even know what this was, but she like shoves it in her eye, kills herself. <laughs> Julia's screaming for Katie. Katie goes running. The nurse in the front didn't move, just like totally frozen. Not yeah. saying anything. Not too- I'm like, what is going on? And that's what I thought was so weird. And again, this is why a lot of people were thinking it was Reynard. But Julia's like, the fetus is protecting itself. Now, why do you think she took that jump and they don't think that somehow it is Renard doing it? Just because he hadn't made a grand appearance? I think so. Because they know he's there because he got Marina. Yeah. And was able to escape. So, hmm. yeah, it is a little surprising that Julia immediately thought that and I think it's just because she's obsessed with having something inside her okay. that is not human. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was why it she immediately thought out. that that was what caused it instead of Reynard being close by and doing it himself. Okay. It freaked me out. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I thought because the doctor said they were going to do an ultrasound that it was going to be weird because, like I said, I didn't really have a, a time frame to judge from. And so right. I was thinking she was going to say, oh, we can't do this. You're, you're six months along or something like crazy number. Right. Where like in reality, it's like less than a month or something. And somehow because of magic or whatever, the baby is like super fast growing. But we didn't get that. At least like not yet. Alien. Right. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Well, she was supposed to go to have the ultrasound the afternoon before the procedure. And so we didn't see that. So we don't know, but she wouldn't be having the procedure if they saw something unusual right. in the ultrasound. Right. So I don't know. It's weird. And of course, you know, they're like, we'll figure this out. At that point, even though Katie would have been like, not expelled, but it would have like set up alarms at break build. I feel like Katie should have taken Julia there. Yes. Like maybe they can do something and help. Who knows? But at this point, all we know is they're both kind of freaked out. And hopefully something good's going to happen. You'd think it can't get much worse now. Hopefully. Right. But they aren't the only ones dealing with children now, are they? No. And this was a <laughs> shocker. Yes, it was. Wow. Wowza. Elliot was informed that they are having a baby, him and his, his lovely bride. Who isn't quite what we all thought she was to begin with either. No, 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 no. <laughs> but let me tell you how he was told he, she was pregnant. This was the funniest thing. I had to stop and I'm like, wait, what is happening? Because she comes in to talk to him and he's in bed and she's carrying a rabbit with this little, I don't know what, what are those things called? It was like that old, like Elizabethan collar right. kind of around this rabbit's neck. And she goes to talk and this rabbit is like pregnant, <laughs> pregnant. I'm like, what? wait, that's yeah, a rabbit? Did the rabbit say that? Know why I'm surprised because we had a sloth talking last episode and this epi- episode, which was yes. really funny. <laughs> because apparently the sloth is kind of like crazy revenge type of sloth, but like so laid back. But it was just so funny and weird. And I just want to know why, because this happens later. We see, uh, God, why do I always forget her name? Elliot's wife. Ben. Why? Ben. Okay. 
she likes sleeping, and the rabbit is in the bed with her sleeping. What's up with that? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But Elliot also had a bit of a surprise in a different way. Yeah, indeed he did. Somebody tried to kill him, and it was rough, man. The guy just comes in, and he, like, tries to strangle him. And his wife is standing there because she had just told him, so it wasn't really that far out. Like, what, three minutes after she tells him this stuff? Right. And he's like, okay. Yeah, and she goes to run and get something to fight the guy with, and fortunately Margot comes in and just does a slam dunk magic on him. And Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, Margot looked fabulous. And, man, she was quick for not being in that same room. Yes, she was. And Summer Michelle also thought that she, that was true because she really liked the tweet. So, But, wow. And it turns out that it's not somebody from far away like Penny was thinking, of course. Right. It was somebody within his local kingdom area. Fiefdom. Whatever. You know what I mean. A native Fillerian. Yeah. I was going to screw that up if I said that, but okay. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, my own people are trying to kill me? How French. I love that. I love that. Yes. And then I love, you know, they're going through, they're like, okay, his royal advisors just going through. The royal court. Uh, well, you know what? We can kill him. We can hang him. We can put him above a spike. Or was it the endless spikes of pain or something? We can have the senators pull him. Uh, I'm like, holy cow. Yes. Like, they And then were when the sloth gets into it, oh, yeah. it's really. <laughs> and I love Margo. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Margo's like, when we're the least crazy people in the room, there's a problem. <laughs> because they were like the least snobby, the least psychotic. Right. And yep. when we're the least snobby people in the room, <laughs> there's something wrong with the room. <laughs> and I love it when they're like, that sloth is psychotic. Yeah. Just, like, throwing that out, because, again, it's a sloth. Yeah. And you're not expecting that. I mean, I know when I see sloths, I'm like, look, they're so cute. They look like they're smiling. Apparently, they're plotting our death. Yes. We just don't know. Keep that in mind next time you think how cute they are when you're at the zoo. They're plotting. Yes, and, of course, Elliot tries to be all noble about it and says, the man's life is my burden to bear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Margot comes right back with, get over yourself, Ned Stark. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, when they're trying to figure out. And she's like, oh, yeah, Ned Stark. Yeah, and that's when she gets the idea, oh, I need to get some books from Breakwood I'll be right back. Oh, that was funny. They were trying to figure out the best way, you know, a diplomatic way to figure out what's going on to take care of their problem, which, again, pretty funny in my opinion. But, and yeah, somehow... Yo, Game of Thrones comes up, which I would love to see Sean Bean just like a, a walk on, <laughs> just so he, you know, he's in something and doesn't die. Doesn't die. <laughs> Have him be like at break bills and just kind of be a professor, walk by and just do a head nod to somebody. I would be okay with that. Right. That'd be awesome. Get on that, writers. Exactly. So yeah, they they come up with this <laughs> on their little chalkboard, and they come up with all these different ways. Of killing the guy. <laughs> and only one of being diplomatic. Yeah. Poor guy. But they go to talk to him. It's like, okay, what are you going to do? And he's like, we're Foo Fighters. And I love it because Margot almost couldn't keep it together. No, she lost. And of course, that would have been great for them just to put in some Foo Fighters music. But Yeah. 
Like, or have Marco did. break out in a Foo Fighters song. Oh, something. That was just great. And, well, it turns out, and this is thankfully, Elliot has decided he's going to spare the man because he went to talk to him, which I think right. really surprised the guy. Oh, he absolutely did. Because, yeah, if, if he were to kill him, he would be a martyr for the cause. Yes, indeed he would. And, like Elliot said, I need to be a better man for my child. Right. Which is weird that he's already like, wow, I got to think about this in a whole different light. Exactly. And the transformation is beginning. Yes. And, well, it looks like little Miss Queen knows our Foo Fighter. A little bit better than knows. Yeah. <laughs> See, at first I thought it was supposed to be like her brother. Right. But that isn't what he made it sound like. No. 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 So, yeah, Elliot's wife was not a virgin. Nope. But I don't know if it's just him or who knows. I mean, not condemning her on that. No. But, the... but that may be a way Elliot can get out of uh, his deal. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah, that may, may come to uh, be in Elliot's favor down the road, shall we say. Oh, especially if things go bad in Fillory. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Elliot wants to work the problems out with the uh, Foo Fighters <laughs> and uh, see if they can come up with a solution instead of just killing somebody and making him a martyr. Right. There's got to be a way. Although, uh, yeah, some other people, not so happy with that. Right. And some of those people would be named Margo. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why she was so upset, though. I mean, honestly. Do you think it well, was that he didn't tell her that they were expecting a baby because he just found out or, you know, whatnot? I think that probably had something to do with it, was the baby and him changing so much. It She doesn't know how to handle it. I can this see that. This is not her Elliot, and it's pissing her off. Yeah, I think she wishes they can go back to where they were before. What? They mentioned getting kicked out of a fivesome together. Right. <laughs> it's like, huh? Right. Uh, but things are different, and hopefully... See, I feel like Margot is growing, because we've seen it, but then sometimes she's like, screw everybody. Right. And I really do believe that Margot has the kingdom's best interest in mind. It's just that she has a different way of going. She's a queen. Yeah. She's got power. So I'm going to use it to do what I think is best. Okay. Elliot is turning. And normally Elliot would be the same way. But he's changing. And that's causing more conflict with Margo. Because Margo's used to Elliot being on her same wavelength. That's why they're so tight. Okay. I can see and that. have been for all these years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that. Now, of course, as we move on to another one of our quartet, Penny doesn't fare as well as he heads back to break bills and talks to Dean the Bog about his hands. Yeah. He gets so sorry, nothing we can do about it. I don't get that. Why are his hands that were restored by the white lady not working? Well, they're working, but, you know, the magic isn't working. Right. And I believe that is part of 
really because they are still so new because she regrew them. Oh. So like yeah, the it white lady didn't back. just pop his hands back. She basically gave him new ones. Okay. They regrew. So yes, it makes sense that the hands that you had for 18 to 20 years and now you get a new set, they're going to act more like a baby set of hands. Yes, some of the muscle memory is going to come back. Okay. But as far as doing intricate spells, it's not like you just fell off a bike and can get back on it. Hmm. I think the hands have to be trained just a little bit more than what Penny is expecting. Uh, but Dean Fogg says, well, we do have somebody who might be able to help you. You need to go to Break Bill's South. With that drunk pervert, as Penny called him. <laughs> but it was so great to have Mayakovsky back. It was pretty interesting, because we got more information about him than oh, yeah. I ever expected. Exactly. He has Penny start doing these, in Penny's words, karate kid bullshit tasks. Yes. Axon. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. He has him, like, untying knots out of this giant pile of rope. Yes. He has to break down this table into nothing but sawdust yeah, using a hand file. Yes. <laughs> and we do find out that Mayakovsky knows that magic, something is happening. Right. And so he said he's trying to build like a battery to save yes. up the magic. And that's why he had Penny undo it because it was saving all the magic that was used to build the table to do the knots. Right. But we also find out that he was kind of banished to break Bill South. Exactly. And apparently he can't leave. Yep. Which, that was kind of interesting to find out. I thought he was kind of there like, I'm a douchebag, I can't work with other people. So right. fine, I'll be down here. But apparently, no. No. I'm a douchebag and I got caught. Yeah. <laughs> but I think something more happened because apparently he was sleeping with students, multiple not necessarily at the same time, but multiple students. <laughs> and it turns out, in his words, he slept with the wrong one. Yes. Now, I wasn't quite sure what that meant. Until we get to Quentin. <laughs> Which, uh, very interesting. Because the whole scene, or the whole show started with, with Quentin at a desk doing just random nothing. And I'm like, what the heck is going on with Quentin right now? He's doing office work. I don't understand. I'm confused. But the show, the official The Magician sci-fi, because I'm like, I had tweeted that, and they answered back. I'm like, what's going on with Quentin right now? And he's like, lots of coffee making and TPS reports. You know, standard non-magic stuff. Yeah. I'm like, okay, thanks. But why is he here? How did he get a job doing whatever he's doing right now? I, I was confused. Dean Fogg set it up. And apparently how... he's not the first person to leave Breakfield and go into his job. No, exactly. As we meet Emily. Yes. Who we have met before. Yes. And she was the one who was really good friends with Alice's, Alice's brother. brother. Yes. And because yeah. of her, Alice's brother kind of went to magic overload trying to fix what she did to her face. Right. Because she didn't feel like she was pretty enough. For a certain someone who ends up turning out to be Maya Castle. Yeah. I was surprised with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to think about that. 
because she was mad. That's what she, so she ended up well with everything. She gave up magic, but apparently, and this is where we get the title. She has cheat days. Yes. And it got really weird. Yes, it did. She was doing first like these smoke rings, and of course, it was all crazy. And we saw the horse. Yes. Which tied back to what Alice her one of her first spells was the horse. And she had learned that from her brother. Yes. So I think and Quentin was so kind of Emily. Yeah, I'm thinking Quentin was kind of putting it all together. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Well, it turns out they got really drunk. They go back to Emily's place. And of course I'm like, maybe drunken magic is not the best thing to do. Yeah. That's <laughs> and the writer's room probably. is like, tell that to the physical kids. It's like, oh, touche. Yes. <laughs> Many times of Elliot and Margo. Right. It's like, well, I mean, we know what's happened to them, though. See, that's kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. But they go back, and she's like, okay, listen, there's a spell. It'll help both of us, but it only helps if you're wet, or only works when you're wet, which is just like, okay. Right. She just wants to get in the shower, <laughs> whatever. And as, as she <laughs> we find does out the why spell, she... <laughs> oh, she turns him into Mayakovsky. And then tells him, can you try a Russian accent? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> that was just weird. But she didn't want to do anything. She just wanted to, like, cuddle. And she tells yeah. him, you know, this is what I miss the most. And I'm like, all right, from what we've seen of Mayakovsky, that is not what I was thinking that would have happened with them. Exactly. So that's weird. So it's her turn. And she gets in the shower, and out comes Alice. I almost died. Yes. And all Quentin can say is, I really fucking miss you. I was about in tears. I was expecting him to be like, I'm sorry, and just sob, and you know. Right. Well, Emily didn't really say anything. I think she figured, okay, this is something he needs. We both get what we want. And Let's continue this. I get what I want. You get what you want. This will work. Yeah, and then he's like, uh, no. It made me feel worse. And then with the preview for next week, weird things seem to start happening to Quentin, which I'm thinking is all Emily. Well, that could be. But, of course, at the end of the episode, Quentin is about gets run over by a bus mm -hmm. after sending the email to Alice's parents. Semi-explaining what happened to her. Did he send it? Because he keeps, like, looking at it, like, trying to work it out. Right, no. When, on, when he had it on his phone, he hit send. Oh, okay. I must have missed the send. Because I thought he right. just kept looking at it. Yeah, in the office, he kept looking at it and kept getting interrupted by people telling <laughs> that they masturbate in the office. That is not <laughs> something you need to share. No. <laughs> That's not something I want to know you do. Let alone share with anybody. Yeah, in the office. Right. I don't want to come into your office and sit down on anybody. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And it wasn't just the guy, it was Emily, too, and it was like, oh. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I love, it. it's just it, like, I gotta get And in glass offices. I mean, it's not like, you know, you didn't see walls, you didn't see, you know, <laughs> even the doors were glass, and it was like, uh, hmm. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But as soon as the bus passes, 
that Quentin has to jump out of the street to keep from getting hit by. He looks across the street and sees Alice, and you see her mouth, help me. It says what? She says, help me. Oh my god, I really didn't pay attention to that. Yes, and then another bus goes by, and she's not there. And we go, okie dokie. Wow. I missed that. Oh my gosh. What happens when you only watch it once? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was, you just go, what? Okay, now. <laughs> so. Is this real, or is it memorized? Uh, is it all in his head? <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll know soon enough. I feel like they don't leave us hanging too long with anything. Now, so we should know soon. Yes. Oh my God. And we'll see if Quentin can do what Alice couldn't do with her brother. Bring oh. her back from it. Come on, you can do it. Everybody's rooting yes. for you. Well, I'm really glad that he didn't decide to have his sadness and all taken away then. Right. So, well, we'll roll with it and see what happens. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we definitely got... A whole lot of things put into motion that we really weren't expecting to have to deal with at all. Julia's pregnancy, Elliot becoming a father, Penny back with Mayakovsky, and now Quentin on a quest to save Alice. And possibly weird Emily doing things. Yes. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if Emily is... Really that obsessed and in love with Mayakovsky, or if she will take it that out on Quentin because he refused to play make-believe with her anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. Well, please review and rate us on all platforms that you find us on, because good ratings help other fans of the show find us. Please tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. We, of course, want to hear from you. We love talking to the fans, either on Twitter with us, which is FGZ Podcast. Of course, on www.fangirlzone.com. We have our, our contact information on our contact page, uh, our Facebook page. Um, Steve and I have our, our individual Twitters that if one of us is tweeting on Fangirl Zone, the other will be on the other one. So, you know, just always hit us up. We'd love to hear it. Make sure you email us if you have any theories, because we want to hear those, too. Yes, we do. What do you think we it is with my For recording next week, for sure, we'll send out a tweet saying, this is when we're recording. Anybody want to jump on with us? Yeah, because we love having people on. We haven't done that for this show, but we've done it for others. Yes, we, we love having guests. All right, so uh, I think this is about it for episode 57 of Sci-Fi Talk. I'm Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. When we're the least snobby people in a room, there's something wrong with the room. And until next time. <laughs>